The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth and recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I want to thank all of you for joining us today. We're glad that you're listening, and uh, we're glad that you're participating here with us on the Spirit of Recovery. Know that we love to get your comments. We love to get your emails. Um, You can give us a call during the second and third segments of our program. That's 888-558-6489 if you have a comment or a question for my guest, or you can email us at any time. Spirit of Recovery at unity.fm, and I do get those emails during the show. Again, if you've got a comment or question, and uh, we'll bring it up to the guests. So we'd love to have you participate. And uh, thanks a lot to all of you for letting your friends know about Spirit of Recovery. Uh, we love having listeners. We love uh, the excitement of broadcasting on this topic of recovery and spirituality here on Unity Online Radio. And uh, we always have guests that are down to earth, that touch your heart, that get you thinking, and get you opened up to what's possible on this recovery journey. And every week we are bringing you practical information and stimulating ideas. We want to get you thinking and we want to get you um, in the place of deepening your recovery, your spirituality, and we also really we do want to hear from you and about what comments or questions that you've got. We want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is a very welcoming place. Um, If you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're a family member that's in your own recovery as a family member or you're the family member or friend with someone with the disease of addiction and you're just looking for more information or you want to understand what this recovery process is all about, we welcome you and we welcome your participation in our discussions. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a Unity Minister, and I'm an addictions counselor. Also, I'm a person who's got, in my circle of love and friendship, many people with the disease of addiction. And almost 30 years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and recovery and uh, as a family member. And I've been, uh, since then involved with the unity movement and integrating the unity principles and recovery principles as the walk that keeps me growing and keeps me transforming my life and growing toward ever deeper health. I'm very grateful and delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and to bring the wonderful guests um, that I'm so uh, privileged to have on Spirit of Recovery. And I know that you're enjoying them. Uh, I hear that from you, and that's just fabulous. I want to uh, remind us all that September is Recovery Month, and this is the month where we celebrate that reality that recovery is possible for people that have the substance aspect of this disease of addiction and also for family members. Recovery is a reality. Long-term recovery is a reality. And so uh, we're celebrating Recovery Month knowing that. I asked a friend of mine how he celebrated Recovery Month, and he said he went to extra meetings. So I think that's a good idea. So I'll, I'll put that idea out for you. Today our topic is spirituality, what's the big deal? And joining me is my guest, Val Roney. 
Val um, has spent the last 22 years pursuing her passion for helping other people in counseling. Val is also very active um, in the community, both in uh, the professional treatment community, in the, uh, her broader community. She's active on boards. She has received many awards for her work, and she holds lots of memberships in various organizations in her broader community. She is the owner of Val Roney Counseling and Prevention. She's a, an intervention and prevention specialist. She works uh, with junior high students in that realm. She also uh, is a case manager and family counselor, and she conducts a spirituality group for women at Residence 12, which is a women's treatment center in Kirkland, Washington. So, Val, thank you for joining us today. We're really glad that you're here on Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for having me. I know that um, for you that, that spirituality is the foundation of a solid recovery. Um, but a lot of times people are, uh, especially when they're new to recovery, or sometimes even when people have been in recovery a long time, spirituality can seem really abstract. It's like, well, what is that? You know, I don't know. Or, or people get it mixed up with having to follow a lot of rules or whatever. So... What do you think spirituality and recovery is about? Well, what I tell my women is that spirituality is what's left when we take our bodies off. That most of us have spent a lifetime trying to make ourselves happy by outward rewards, cars, boyfriends, clothes, money, jobs, whatever. And it doesn't cut it. And then we begin looking for that goodness and good feeling with alcohol and other drugs and food, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And it just never makes the grade. So when we make that decision to get into recovery, we have an opportunity to learn a couple of important words that somehow have evaded us. One is spirituality, and the other one is boundaries. And you're right, most of us don't know what either of those really mean until we have the opportunity to be in recovery and hear about um, recovery begins from within. Right. So that's you know, what I think. Right. That's great. Now, you, may, you said an interesting thing. You said when we make the decision to get in recovery, how is that that recovery is a decision? I, you know, some people may think, well, you either just fall into it or you don't, or you know, where you're helpless. You know, some. How do you how do you make a decision to get in recovery? Well, I think we have to actively participate in talking ourselves into we're not going to do this anymore. Our old way of behaving no longer works. We've been offered a new way of living, and we need to decide if we're going to go back to the old ways or if we're going to learn some new things that are going to be beneficial, Mm -hmm. that will help us be healthy, live a longer life, be the person that we were created to be. Right, right. What, um, when you do... Uh, your group there with women in the residential treatment center, what kinds of topics do you cover with them? Well, we cover um, spirituality, the definition and what it means. And if I ask if anybody's had any um, experiences that they want to talk about with spirituality and some of the tools, intuition and um, kinds of self-care they've been engaged in. And we talk a lot about finding our own paths. And then I like to spend a lot of time on uh, solutions. How do you move from looking for love, happiness, feel good, uh, looking from without to an internal journey? And um, I get them involved in as much of that as possible. We also talk about affirmations. Some of them have incredible stories that they've had spiritual experiences, but they didn't know what to call them. And I myself had 
after a pretty involved life with alcohol and mind-altering drugs, specifically pain pills and amphetamines, I had a really difficult time when people said, you've got to learn to take care of yourself. I simply didn't know what they meant. And I had an even worse time trying to meditate, trying to be caught to calm the mind and sit quietly and get in touch with a higher power or nature or whatever was presented to me. So my experiences right off, right off the get-go were um, a lot about shielding. I was so full of fear when I sobered up and... I was a little agoraphobic. I didn't want to go out. I was terribly shy, which wasn't my nature at all when I was drinking. So I sat down to try to practice quietness and meditation. And I closed my eyes and breathed like I'd been taught. And the first thing that happened to me was that a very clear vision of Jesus was right in my face. And I had been very angry with God and His Son and Holy Spirit. They hadn't been part of my life because I'd been a practicing, uh, I'd belonged to a religious organization for most of my life, spent a lot of time on my knees, and look where it got me, you know, into alcoholism and addiction. So I wasn't very open to anything religious by the time I came into recovery. And to have this conversation with Jesus right in front of me in my mind's eye was a real special treat. And he said to me, as though we were, again, right in front of me, I invite you to be my friend. And my father had died when I was six years old, so I wasn't very crazy about men. They, I, most of them mistreated me or abandoned me, in my opinion. And to have Jesus invite me to be his friend was such a gift. And I believed. And that opened up my willingness to have some more of those meditative sessions. And I sat down another time and just got very still and felt a band of angels around me. And I thought to myself, if I had those to protect me, I'd be safe when I step outside the door to go out and be in the public eye and to work with those that I'm supposed to work with. And so every time I would begin to leave my house, I would close my eyes for a minute and picture an arc of angels all around me. And I began using the mantra with my friends and clients and associates, angels all around you. And everybody seemed to enjoy hearing that. Some of them would say, back at you or same to you, and that has been the most important thing that I say to people still to this day. I know there's nothing original, but it was so comforting to think that I had extraordinary spirits or friends in higher places that would be there to guard me and guide me, and they've been with me for 32 years, so it's worked. That's a beautiful story. It, what a shift from, as you said, in active addiction, being afraid and, you know, being angry with God and then all the shift into feeling protected and knowing that you're connected. That's a, a wonderful and shift. And loved. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Loved yeah. and cared for and all those things that we, that I had been looking for for so many years and had never found. Right, right. You know, you make an interesting statement that uh, boundaries is a part of spirituality. How does that work? Well, I think if we're learning to have a happy, healthy spirit, our inner energy, I think we have to, again, be, learn to take care of ourselves or to take better care of ourselves. And many of us, didn't have a clue how to do that. We were very abusive to ourselves. So when I heard the word boundaries, I got a hold of a little book by a publisher in my hometown. I went up to the used bookstore and they had a copy and 
it was just a little thing and pretty easy to read. And it said, boundaries are where you begin and I leave off and vice versa. And I don't think I had ever set a boundary in my life unless I was intoxicated and didn't remember the next morning half of what I'd said. So I like the idea of being able to stand up for myself and to be able to let friends and relatives know what I needed for my recovery without being too demanding, with just being able to say when something was going on that I didn't like, when you do such and such, I feel so-and-so, and I would prefer that you or I would like you to, and then they have the option to agree with me or to negotiate a compromise or to say, oh, you alcoholic people, you're always thinking you're on the top rung. But it did empower me to have some limitations in my life and to, take, to begin to take better care of myself. And I think that was one of the most important things that I learned how to do. I still, um, I go to Al-Anon now. I finally uh, got into Al-Anon and stayed because I believe that they've shifted focus from, from what the alcoholic person had done to them to a mantra that's very interesting, and that is quit trying to fix it, quit looking for solutions, take better care of yourself. And in Al-Anon, I've learned more about boundaries and taking care of me. And when I first heard that word again, in, even in Al-Anon, Al after all these years, it was like, well, let's see, what else should I be doing that I don't already do? Or what, what more should I do? And that's what I've spent all these years learning is how, to be, how do I become the healthiest person I can learn how to be on this planet. That's great. Yeah, that's really powerful. What's one of the, one other way that you uh, do self-care? Um, I swim. I swim with an, uh, a group of Crohn's. We meet with a trainer once or twice a week in a nice warm pool that a high school rents to us, and we do exercises that move our body in water that I don't even know I'm doing. But it's really paid off. It's tightened up some of the loose skin, and unfortunately, I was a person who switched from alcohol and drugs to milk and cookies. So I've had a real challenge with food addiction, and it rears its ugly head every now and then. But I have been attacking my addiction in bits and pieces, recently had a significant weight loss, and being in that nice warm pool encourages me to keep going. Great. What That's else really I good. do at my age, which I just turned 70 and I take a nap every day that I can fit that in, which is most days. I just lie down for an hour and I'm quiet and often fall asleep and wake up feeling like I've had a long winter's nap. And I love doing that. And I love that I honor that hour in a day to stop. Val, thank you so much. Unfortunately... it's time for a short break. Um, when we All come right. back, we'll start uh, with the Serenity Minute. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? 
How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart-Centered Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. Ever have those days when you think life isn't all that you thought it could be? Well, it's our thinking that creates the canvas of our life's masterpiece. When we are ready and willing to step into a new way of thinking, our world literally begins to shift and grow into something bigger and brighter than we ever imagined. Hi, I'm Jamie Sanders, host of Spirituality Today here on the Unity Online Radio Network. Be sure to join us every Wednesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern to hear in-depth conversations with leading teachers, authors, and musicians in the world of spirituality and new thought. Listen in and open up Spirituality Today, where life keeps getting better and better. You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're really glad that you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is spirituality. What's the big deal? And my guest is Val Roney. And Val has spent the last 22 years pursuing her passion of helping other people through counseling. She is also very involved with the 12 Steps herself in her personal life and has been so for 32 years. And she's very active in her community in so many ways, professionally and personally. She is a person who gives, and uh, we're glad to have her on. She's also the facilitator for the Spirituality Group for Women at Residence 12, which is a women's residential treatment center in Kirkland, Washington. Uh, you can read more about Val at www.valroneycounseling.com, and that's V-A-L-R-O-N-E-Y counseling.com if you'd like to read more about Val. And so now we're going to start with the Serenity Minute, and I invite you to join me in focusing for just a moment on a constructive idea as we relax, allow our minds to rest, to be open and refreshed. And our idea for today is this. My higher power is right here with me. I open my mind and heart and feel my higher power's presence. My higher power is right here with me. I open my mind and heart and feel my higher power's presence. Thank you for joining me in that Serenity Minute. And now we're back with my guest, Val Roney, and we're talking about spirituality. What's the big deal? And this is a great time to give us a call if you have a comment or a question for Val, or you can send an email to spiritofrecovery at unity.fm, and I do get those emails. Um, And the number to call is 888-558-6489, and we'd be happy to take your comments or questions. So Val, we were uh, talking there about how self-care is really an important part of spirituality, and sometimes we don't always equate the two. So how is it that self-care is so important to spirituality? I think if we're an unhealthy person, we're not as inclined to be a healthy spirit. And that's what we're looking for, is a happy innard. Um, so self-care means, you know, the, the four dimensions of our being, our physical, um, our bodies react to the environment around us, we feel hot and cold and pleasure and pain, our physical state, state 
determines many of our perceptions. If we're in poor health, we find it hard to concentrate on maintaining a positive attitude and therefore positive action. And then we have the emotional dimension as well, which feels love and fear and sorrow and happiness and affection, anxiety and so on. And our mental dimension serves as a powerful data processor and storage device analyzing and calculating on our behalf. Our spiritual dimension keeps us poised in the universe, offering us balance, wisdom, and tranquility. And it's important that we create a balance among those four dimensions of being. And, um, and self-care is what gets us there. Self-care. Taking time. Women especially are infamous for taking care of the world and everybody else and neglecting themselves. So I think it's so important that we take time to address all four of our dimensions, and especially because it's usually new to us, the spiritual aspect. Solutions are really important to you. You, In your work, you focus people on solutions, and you do that in your life. What are solutions that you work with in recovery? Well, I um, love the, um, the, the big book, and the part about acceptance was especially important to me, uh, where it says, acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it's because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I cannot find serenity until I accept that person, that place, that thing, or that situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing, happens in the Creator's world by mistake. Until I could accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in my world as on what needs to be changed in me and in my attitude. And I think that's a very important solution. I also like affirmations. Affirmations are the opposite of the talk I used to do with myself in my past life, my past behavior addiction. And so today I use some of the positive affirmations of um, I have inner peace and contentment. I have total freedom to do whatever I wish. I am an open channel for abundant creativity. I have real personal confidence. I am connected deeply and intimately with my higher self and my higher power. I have harmonious, satisfying relationships. I am in perfect health. I have physical strength and attractiveness. This one is my favorite. My income exceeds my expenses. How many of us can say that today? But it helps. helps bring, attract those positive features to me to say those kinds of words to myself, especially when it's the opposite of what I used to say. Today, if I have a negative thought or if I start talking dirty to myself, I say, stop. We don't go there anymore. What's the truth? And then I say things like, I am a precious child of the universe. I am worthy and deserving of love. I treat myself unconditionally and non-judgy. And it helps. It helps so much. In some ways, spirituality is a, you know, you have to do it yourself. And at the same time, we need other people. How, does, how do you find that working? How do you 
you know, do, well, if I associate with folks who are negative and unhealthy and, God forbid, using, that's going to interrupt my atmosphere. My atmosphere is full of positive folks, healthy folks, people who I enjoy being around, who bring me pleasure and joy and are full of grace and hope for my future. And that's why it's really important for me to be at meetings where I hear a lot of that, those affirmations. It's important for me to enjoy what I do in my employment, in my work world. It's important that my relationship with my family is healthy, that I communicate with them at least once a day if I can. Create my own environment that's going to keep me in a healthy state. How did you do that? It takes practice. It takes, well, first of all, it took awareness. How I talked to myself was something I'd been doing for a long time. And <clears throat> everybody knows that you don't hear the healthiest affirmations in a cocktail lounge or a bar. So I first became aware that my talk wasn't supporting the new lifestyle that I wanted to adopt. And I started practicing, like I said, every time I heard myself saying something that wasn't healthy, just saying, stop, we don't go there anymore. Uh, the truth is, you're a deserving person. You deserve a new life, a new health. And pretty soon it just became a part of my world. A natural part of my um, vocabulary. Did you find that some people started dropping out of your life as you changed your, your self-talk? Absolutely. My husband and I used to be invited to a couple of different parties on holidays, and the minute the people found out that I no longer drank, we were no longer invited. And it hurt my heart at first, but I was having an, a, a way more fun in sober socialization events that were available in my community. And that's where we chose to go. Right. Yeah, the life really changes once you start changing your own way of thinking about yourself. It's interesting how the world, uh, the world your own environment rearranges itself. Exactly, and it's amazing what we attract under those new, you know, those new living skills. What are some of the wonderful things that you've attracted into your life because of your choice to, to love and value yourself? Well, after trying two unsuccessful marriages with a lot of alcoholism in both families, I've been with um, my third husband for 40 years. And we are the parents of a daughter who's in recovery today who has 15 years of recovery, who is the uh, chairman of the state sober softball league. And so she keeps very busy. She's got a wonderful, supportive husband. They both play softball in addition to everything else in their lives. And uh, she's an inspiration to both of us. They, they have tournaments and they play with, Literally, a couple of thousand sober people in the state of Washington who get together and compete and then have banquets to celebrate. Uh, and it's quite something to see a room full of parents and people and children who have learned to have fun with sports soberly. And then I have another daughter who... Uh, wasn't, hasn't been attracted to the 12-step um, way of life, is uh, not a drinker, not a drug user, is a parent of two daughters, has a wonderful husband, and their route is church. So I'm in favor of whatever works. They live in a small community in Idaho, and they have access to all kinds of uh, church-going and church activities and a variety of supportive people. So... 
12 steps haven't cornered the market, although for us it's been the way we've chosen to go and never regretted a minute of it. Right. What are some of the books that you recommend to people that uh, seem to help them get on this spiritual path and and, uh, keep growing? For right now, any of the meditation books that are available um, in 12-step shops, although, you know, there are more and more of the bookstores that have 12-step and recovery meditations available. Um, I like the book Codependent No More. I also like the book Circle of Stones for Women. It's about personal empowerment and uh, evolution, healthy evolution. Um, And um, that's what comes to mind right now. But the book... Um, Touchstones for Men just seems to have some real healthy daily reading. It's a great way to to begin the day. And Each Day a New Beginning for Women is another healthy meditation book with positive thought and good ideas for what to do with your time now that you're trying to be sober. Right. Yeah, the, the 12 steps, I don't know if they uh, made this word up, but the, the word bibliotherapy, you know, therapy through reading is sure a part of yeah. the recovery process. Absolutely. And there's plenty, of more and more books all the time that are on the market that are inspirational and healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. What, I know that you, uh, in your own life, you said that you're uh, really working at this point in your life. Obviously, you're a busy person, but part of your spiritual growth is, you said, to completely do those things that bring you joy. How did you get to that place where you were willing to do that? Well, I had to learn what that felt like, but joy was possible outside of the bottle. And so I'm a great proponent of um, ways that will lead me into more health because, as I said earlier, I simply didn't know what that meant when I started my journey. So I use a lot of personal prayer and meditation where I just take even a minute is better than nothing. But usually I try to devote five or ten minutes several times a day and develop time for myself to assess how things are going in my life and to Remember each day to pray for God's will for me, to God's um, higher power's will for me. That's so important because left to my own devices, I play God, and I can't afford to do that anymore. I like to be in groups. I go to at least three or four 12-step meetings a week, one Al-Anon and two or three AA, and I spend time with a recovering cancer support group, which is very inspirational to watch people learn to enjoy their lives while they're sick and then maybe while they're in recovery and if they're caretakers. But groups in general, singing in a choir, acting in a play, any group that has positive interaction and direction, and they're out there and they're not just people that want to use my talents and wear me out. There are groups that have something in them for me. So this enhances my ability to continue to develop relationships with other healthy people. I read. I try to grow my mind, and so I always have something going. Right now I'm reading a Hotel on the Corner of Bitter and Sweet, which is about Chinatown in downtown Seattle where I grew up and remembered hearing about when I was a child and got to experience um, the Japanese closing up their farms and going to their camps and not knowing what that was all about. So I'm enjoying this history book. I usually don't. um, It's fiction, but it's just got a lot of local history in it that I'm thoroughly enjoying, and it takes me out of myself. So there's plenty of ways that we I can continue to grow. I. We're going to have to take a, have have to to take a break continue. right now. We'll be right back. Thank All you right. so much. This is great stuff. Um, we'll be right back. 
Join us in a minute. Today I stand firmly in my faith. I meet life courageously and confidently, seeing beyond appearances to underlying good. Through faith I overcome every limitation. I know that God's power within me is greater than any situation I may have to meet or overcome. God is greater than any condition or circumstance. Through faith, I am fearless and free. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. Wondering what's happening at Unity Village? Join Dean Ted Collins and guests each Monday at 2 p.m. Central Time as he hosts Village Events and Voices from Unity Village. Stay connected with Unity Village and get news on retreats, special events, newly published authors, and various ways you or your center can be part of the many exciting opportunities Unity Village has to offer. Tune in to catch live interviews of Unity speakers, authors, and newsmakers. It's Village Events and Voices with host Ted Collins, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. place where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're really glad that you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is spirituality. What's the big deal? And my guest is Val Roney. Val is a counselor. She spent 22 years pursuing her passion of helping other people. And she is also active in the 12-step community uh, for the last 32 years. Val's also very uh, much a participant in her community and has won many awards for the good that she does in her community she is the facilitator of the Spirituality Group for Women at Residence 12 in Kirkland, Washington. And Residence 12 is a treatment center for women. And Val's been talking with us a lot about self-care and was telling us how she really puts joy in her life. Val, I know that uh, living one day at a time matters to you. Tell us how you do that. How do you stay in the present moment? That's been one of my toughest struggles, but I've but I really do it most of the time now. So I very much believe in living in the moment. There's not a thing we can do about the past except learn to do today healthy in a healthy way and differently. There's nothing we can do about the future because, as my friend said, in the future we may be bird fodder. So it's important for me to know that this moment, my higher power has given me a roof over my head, food on the table. I haven't missed a meal yet. People I love to work with, a good job, enough money to keep the wolves away from the door. And I am truly, truly in so many ways blessed. If I stay focused on that, I do much better. Um, I also... Each day is a lifetime in miniature. To awaken each morning, we're born again. To fall asleep at night is to go to sleep to that day. In between waking and sleeping are the golden hours. What we can't do in a lifetime, we can do for a daytime. If anyone, Robert Louis Stevenson said, can live sweetly, patiently, lovingly, purely till the sun goes down, And if you can't, you have the next day to try it over again. Anyone can hold his temper for a day and guard the words he speaks. We can carry our burdens 
heroically for a day. We can strive to be happy for a day or for a minute, which is better than nothing, and we can spread happiness around as often as we can. Anyone can radiate love for a day. Anyone can rise above fear for a day and meet each situation with courage. Anyone can be kind and thoughtful and considerate for a day. Anyone can endeavor to learn something new each day and mark some growth. The supreme act of living is to strive to live each day well, and that's a choice we have the privilege to make. Live today, one day at a time, and remember tomorrow is another day. Those thoughts keep me in joy. Right. It keeps keeps us in that moment now and staying away from the anxiety of the past or the yeah. future. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Good stuff. You, you have a book you like called The Twelve Steps in Simple Language or an article. How have they simplified those steps? So how they simplified them was step one says I admit to myself that I get, get messed up when I use and then my life gets messed up. That's the awareness of what really happens. Step two, I'm willing to try to believe something, anything, anybody other than me can help me. I will try to accept help. Three is I trust in love, whatever that means to me. Step four, I will not be afraid to look at what's right and what's wrong with me, not what's wrong with everybody else. They say when you point one finger forward and blame, you have three fingers pointing back at you. Step five, I will tell a caring person and I will listen to myself. Step six, I will be willing to trust changes in myself. Seven, I will accept help to change. I often can't do this alone. Step eight, I will list the people I have hurt, and nine, I will make amends to them. Ten, I will go on learning about myself and promptly admit my mistakes. Step 11, I will try and take time to be quiet alone and ask myself for help, ask inside myself for help. Show me the way. While I am turning into who I really am, I will try to help other people and go on practicing these 12 steps. The word serenity really means I like myself. A way that we can ask for help is help me to accept what I can't change. Help me to be brave enough to change what I can and help me to figure out which is which. And those are some of the tools I use. That's great. Yeah, makes it makes it pretty plain. No fancy language, just pretty plain about what what's going to work. Yeah. And simple One thing, is good. Yes. Yes, it is good. We're not real good with complicated. Right. Yes. What what's what makes sense? What's down to earth? And how do you take action? Yeah. That's growth. Yeah. Sometimes people uh, are concerned when they come into recovery that they're going to be forced into some kind of a belief system or whatever. I don't know. People have to find their own way with that. How do you help people find their own spiritual path? I just keep reiterating that we find the higher power of our understanding. And sometimes I ask them to, to design their own higher power. If you want somebody in your life that loves you, that's unconditional, that you can look up to, that's non-judgmental, design your own higher power and see what you come up with. And if it helps you believe that you don't have to do this alone, then you've succeeded. Right. When you invite people to uh, design their own higher power, do they usually like that or... Do they find that, like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that, or I don't know. How do people react? No, there, there seems to be very little resistance, and I don't ask them to get into it right away. I ask those people 
that have traditional concept of higher power to design their own higher power. And usually that's after they've had a year, maybe a year and a half, uh, attending 12-step meetings. And uh, some of them really get a lot of joy out of it. They pick up a piece of paper and go to work, and they're amazed at what comes out. And it's always something they can live with for now. And it doesn't have to be forever. It's just something to get us used to the idea of not trying to do this alone and looking around and seeing the wonder of where we're at, what we've been given. Right, right. When uh, you work with prevention, which I know that you do or you have done uh, in junior high, do you bring in the concept of a higher power or not? I haven't because I was in a school. I mean, I talk about my own higher power, but I don't encourage them necessarily, and I think it would be good if we felt freer to do more of that. Um, there isn't much about a higher power in the, in the psychological, psychiatric arena, and uh, that's really a pity. But hopefully as the time goes on, they'll see some role models out of the 12-step programs and um, see where spirituality has a focus and really helps people out of their dread. Right. Yeah, it's almost like the 12-step programs have perhaps been at least one big force that has brought the concept of spirituality into the psychological realm more than it might have been. Absolutely. Uh, and it tickles me when I'm hearing more and more scientists talk about God in the universe as well. So, little by little. Right, little, it, it comes into that realm. And um, again, I think we're learning maybe to make that distinction between religion and spirituality. And of course, I, I at least my value is that I'd never want anybody to impose a religion on somebody, but, but to create space for people to find, as you keep saying, that help, that they're not alone that, and that there is another yeah. life. Yeah. You know, there's a cute saying in the program that, that tickles me. It goes that uh, um, spirituality is for people who are... No, 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 the opposite. Religion is for people who are afraid of hell, and spirituality is for people who have been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yep, people that want to really want to have hit the bottom and want to want to do something different, want to crawl out, right? Quit falling yeah. in the holes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, um, I know that you, as you said that earlier in the program t- today, that you do always give people that blessing about the angels around you. And I know that when I have uh, gotten voicemails from you, that you, you've left that on there, and that is a real uplift. It's a beautiful uh, thought. I appreciate Thank you. that. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yep. Thank you. That was a gift that was given to me, and um, I pass it on because I, I notice the joy that some people, many people, find in hearing that. Right. It's very reassuring. It's very much... Um, yeah. It invites us to realize that protection and that uh, sense of presence and that uh, life really is okay, that we're not alone in this. Yeah, that's a real, yeah. a real wonderful yeah. one. Yeah. If you could leave us with one last thought, Val, what would that be? What would you want us to know? My thought is that there is a God and I'm not it. Uh-huh. Great. That I so that- need to recognize that I am a child of the universe and plenty of help is available. I need to find my own path, but always remember that I have lots of help out there. Val, thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate uh, your generosity in all that you've shared um, about how you live and what you share with the people that you work with. And I know I've certainly been blessed by what you've said today, and I know that the people listening have. 
And um, so thanks for being with us. We're really glad that you've been thanks here today. Thanks for having me. This is such an important tro- topic, and I'm so glad you spend time doing it. Thank you. I love it. And uh, all of our listeners out there, join us next week. Uh, our topic is going to be spiritual recovery, a turning point for families. And my guest will be Ellie Hyatt. She's the director of the family program at the retreat, at which is in Wyzetta, Minnesota. And um, Ellie's going to be talking to us about how families can find a way out of their chaos by working their own program of spiritual recovery. So thank you for listening today, and God bless you. And have a wonderful week. Know that you're in my prayers, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Have you ever noticed that life is filled with amazing people? People who are passionate about being alive and fully engaged in living on purpose and with intention. Hi, I'm Jamie Sanders, host of Spirituality Today here on Unity Online Radio. Each week, we bring you an hour of inspiration and motivation to empower you to be the best you you can be. Listen in and open up as we present some of the most dynamic teachers, authors, musicians, and celebrities that are living the life extraordinaire. Spirituality Today, every Wednesday afternoon, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, where life is good, and so are you. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go.
quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.